0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Moving into the Future. Today, I'm joined by my good friend, Pat O'Brien, president of 3MD Relocation Services out of Chicago and our very good OMA partner. Pat, how are you today? Great, Jack. Thanks for having me on today. This uh, Mm
1: -hmm. This is great. I'm very excited.
0: Yeah, no, it's my pleasure, man. I mean, we've uh, we've grown close over the years, and I've seen your ascension uh, into the position you're in now as, as president of 3MG. You know, I, I want to say congratulations um, on the record. I, I know I said it to you before uh, personally, but, uh, you know, just on the podcast uh, to see what you've been able to do and, and now get to this position you're in, you certainly deserved it, so I'm happy to, you know, talk about it today. How has the tr- transition been for you?
1: Uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been interesting. Um, you know, it's the, you know, you have the old, the old regime leaving, um, retiring, um, and then the new regime coming in. Um, I have two new owners I'm working for. Uh, luckily the owners are the sons of the previous owners. So it's staying in the family. Um, they all have a knowledge. They've all worked here at 3MD for, you know, going on 20 and 15 years. So they're they're not new to the whole process, but uh, the process is interesting because, you know, now we're trying to implement the new things that we're learning, you know, that need to be done in this day and age. Um, a lot of the guys, the owners, the previous owners are, you know, they're old allied residential guys. They've been in the business mm-hmm. for 50 years. They were with Joyce brothers moving in storage back in the day um and now they started 3md going strictly commercial but it was still more of a uh you know a paper uh kind of society here at 3md and we're trying to implement the technology to try to make us stay with uh what everybody else is doing and you know through alma we've been able to find out what everyone else is doing and we realize that that's the bar we need to set for uh going forward
0: yeah and you're so right when you do that make that transition you know from a from a company that's been owned by the by the same family and the and the same people for you know over 30 40 50 years um you get used to doing things a certain way and that's that's something about the moving industry in general is um it's a very old industry and and people have been doing things a very certain way for so long throughout the industry as a whole so um, to innovate and integrate new technology uh, into a company is, is certainly an undertaking. Um, you know, are you looking to do this more so uh, from a from a total landscape project management standpoint, estimating, you know, are you looking to sell this type of, you know, technology almost to the client and let them know, like, see, you know, this is how we're updating and innovating our processes to, to make 3MD a better service for you, Uh you know, what's it been like really getting a total overview of the company now? Because in your previous uh, position, you were more focused on sales and marketing and that aspect. But now you're getting into the financials and the, the entire operations of a company and everything that, that goes into it. So how has that transition been for you in the way you you approach your position?
1: Uh, scary.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'll be, I'll be
1: honest. <laughs> Uh, you know, before when it was all, it was, all I was, was sales driven, you know, it was, I don't care how I, how we do it, what I sell, just get the, you know, we're getting the job and we're getting it for the price and we got to stay in that price. And, you know, we're pushing so that we're making our cash. Um, and you know, before it was, yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. Yes, I'll do that. You know, anything is possible. It's been a very big learning curve now, when I see the books, when I see the financials um, and, you know, the salesmen come to me, you know, they go to the, the sales manager and the sales manager comes to me and he's like, we want to do this, this, and this. And it's like, all right, hold on. You know, like we, we can't do everything that fast. We still have to think about the bottom line. We still have to keep the lights on in the place, but it's been a very interesting way working with the CFO um, on, okay, we, we do need to implement certain things, uh, new software program that incorporates proposals, um, ties all our systems together. So accounting is talking to the warehouse. The warehouse is talking to dispatch. The dispatch is talking to the bank. You know, everything, everything's a constant loop, um, you know, and it's it's a big undertaking with just one thing where when I walked into the position, I was like, we're going to get a new warehouse. We're going to do new software. We're going to buy three new trucks. You know, uh, we're going to hire five new salesmen, you know, and then you start digging into it being like, okay, all the salesmen come with benefits. That's a huge cost. Uh, Trucks. Yes. Five is what we want. Let's start with two. Um, We're not going to buy a warehouse. Let's rent a warehouse, you know, and you know, then it comes down to, Yes, we need the software. Let's get the software going so that at least our proposals look professional and they tie in with some small videos and whatnot. But we can sell ourselves as professionals, presenting a professional package to our clients and our future clients as well.
0: Absolutely. And, uh, you know, sales is where it all starts too. So you want to add the trucks, you want to add, you know, the, the warehouse um you know this and that um but it but it all starts with sales and and that's where your your background lies um and i i know you've certainly grown as a salesperson over the years um how are you implementing that that sales mindset into the, the growth position you're in now you know when i say growth position i mean like growing a company uh you know how are you using your sales astuteness and knowledge to build a better company you know maybe in places where it it wasn't in the past um for one reason or another is it that that uh that estimating technology and tools are there other ways you're looking to do that as well
1: the estimating tools is definitely one part but i think that's the 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 final layer of it um the bigger thing that we're concentrating is you know we have to be national players um Mm -hmm. so i've Hired a consultant. I didn't know where to start, you know, and, you know, I know other companies have gotten lucky with finding people that were upset with other companies and when they're able to grab a national salesman, but I didn't know the process of going around that. Um, So we hired a consultant and the consultant is, you know, he's taking from his database. He's an old, you know, major van line guy. I'm not going to say the name of it, but he was able to um, grab through his network in a, a, a very big baseline of uh people to interview so we're going through that process but by mid mid year this year i want to have a full-fledged national salesman on on staff on salary that's working for us and it doesn't have to be in chicago i mean you know you know it being in new york you know you have national salesmen from every every single company that might be based in denver but you know they're in new york trying to hit up new york business so we're going that route um but also looking at other stuff with, you know, um, first mile, first mile, uh, final mile shipments, um, FF&E, which is huge. Um, doing a lot of more on the packing side, the decommission side, um, just trucking in general. You know, going dock to dock and stuff like that. You know. It's a big thing that we always talk about at our events: is that the commercial moving industry. Yeah, it's always going to be there, but if you want your company to grow, you can't fully rely just on uh, Chicago commercial moving. You know, you got to think, you got to think globally, and you know, it's the only way that if there is another pandemic, it's the only way that we're going to survive. Because um, you saw the companies that thrived during that time were the ones that were able to sell anything. They weren't just pigeonholing the small thing
0: yeah that's exactly right and i'll tell you what you know that's a really um astute um way of looking at it and you know you're definitely aware of the world around you and what's going on and i think as a leader of a company uh that's a really important quality to have because You are absolutely right. Uh, You know, obviously national sales, and we've talked about this, you know, at length at at OMA conferences, uh, you know, it's the best way to increase your business without also needing to necessarily increase your uh, truck and labor, uh, you know, uh, as well, you know, and and because of OMA and all of the resources uh, that, that we have throughout our organization, as, uh, you know, a a global player with partners in in all of these different markets and their resources locally, uh, we we can find ways to get things done. And that doesn't also include, you know, the AMP partners. And you speak about furniture installation and trucking and logistics. And all of those things are things that can be sold nationally and globally without having to increase your asset count, uh, which is a huge piece. So. That's a really good way to look at it, too, and, you know, even in the Chicago market as a whole, if you guys are focused largely on, on just standard furniture office and industrial relocation, um, and then you're getting it into the furniture installation game, even the tech services game um, has become huge for that, but even still back with that, our AM partners, you know, with, with, with Inc Systems, so... It's it's all fascinating, but that's a really good way to look at it. And uh, I'm excited to hear that you're you're bringing on a national account person. How do you plan on leveraging OMA within that as well?
1: Um, So I've talked to, you know, Brad Willie off to the side. And my whole thing was when I got this guy fully on board, I want him to go to OMA boot camp, as I called it. And Brad was was like, what is OMA boot camp? And I was like, he's going to be a fresh mind, you know, even if he's coming from a van line or he's coming from another, uh, in, uh, another, you know, company that might not be in OMA. I want him to sit down and I want it to be implemented day one. This is, these are the partners you're using. This is how, this is the process. You know, this is how you, you know, every single step of selling a national account through OMA is done the correct way. Um, because you know at the end of the day we want to be putting money back into the system but i only want to be using my partners if they're available and mm-hmm. you know sharing the uh i not i don't know how to say it's sharing the, sharing the wealth you know I've, yeah. I've i've been very beneficial that i have a great relationship with a lot of partners and they throw us a lot of work and you know oma is one of our i always say they're one of our number one clients for the mm-hmm. amount of money that is brought in through the company and it's time for us to start you know reciprocating that by hiring the national salesman and being like you know this is the company you go with they always treat us right they give us a ton of business let's start giving them business you know it's a uh, it,
0: yeah and i think it'll be good too for a young person to understand that quickly like not so much that okay you know this company has been has been giving us a lot of business here but you know this is the way this ecosystem works and right. you can make a lot of money within this ecosystem by knowing your partners you know understanding your position um and, and what you're meant to do and one of the things i always tell people when they're selling national accounts and, and doing national work is um you 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 have to have an account-based mindset right so every Every opportunity that you come in front of needs to be thought of as a long-term account or the potential for a long-term account. Uh, so often in moving, everything is transactional, right? You know, you, you get a move job, you perform the move job, you build the move job, and then that job is over. And then so often, uh, moving companies go on to the next job, and then they, they keep searching for the next job. But if you bring somebody on who is a national account-based uh, salesperson, they will have it in their mind from day one that they are, account is, is the second most important word to national in that. But, you know, national account has to be very deliberately uh, understood and defined. Uh, and, and that'll set them up for success because I think that's the most difficult thing for a lot of uh, movers and salespeople who do try to go from that local uh, B2B business and then extend into the national account work. They're just their their brain and their approach is not um, accustomed and attuned to uh, to to develop and go after it in, in, in that manner. So some of I the, think that'll be yes, yeah
1: some of the best stories I've heard are you know from like um, Amy Monet, uh, you know yeah. yourself, Jack uh, Travis Boyd, you know all the guys in the OMS network. Luke Kane um, is you know it started with just hey can you move my 1200 square foot office down the hallway yep. and all of a sudden it's boom it that company takes off and they're like like Jack i need you back but this time we're taking 150,000 square feet where the hell do i start yep you know exactly and, and you become the source and it's literally it's so cool to hear it's just staying in contact you know and yep. communicating with that customer being like hey you need anything right now you know, yep. let, let's go grab a drink. You know, let's
0: exactly let's talk shop for 30 minutes. Exactly that. And just a simple email, you know, just checking in. Because, again, if they're national, you know, whether whether it be an email or on LinkedIn, you know, or phone call, uh, you know, if you have that type of relationship with them or you've spoken on the phone, you know, more than enough times um, just a call and take five minutes to say, hey, what's up? How you doing? What's going on? You know, that's the mindset. That's that's the change in, in thought process um that that national people you know really have to have and again you as a leader now and you as president um if you are the one who starts to do that internally i think that's going to have a real trickle down effect uh you know on on all the salespeople because um you know obviously you want to hold your roots in 3md and you 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 have a, a local presence and have built that up over the years um but then to Show that the progression of the company is is beyond local and national um, can can prove you know very beneficial uh, to to the to the company as a whole and its its, its growth over time. Um, do you guys use any? I know we were talking about technology before. Um, do you guys use any CRMs or is that part of uh, your your technology um, we, process we, that you're instituting? Yeah, we
1: used a very rough one, which was. Basically, you know, an Excel worksheet that you know we couldn't count on the, if it was updated or not. Yeah. Um, our very antiquated uh, software program that we wor- work with right now has a, a CSO tool, but you know, it's it it's very it's dated. So yeah. the CRM is working with uh, Mike Joyce, who's heading up our sales department. The CRM is what we need, um, and we've we've talked to two companies now that we've basically broken down to. And our biggest thing was the CRM has got to be there, you know, that's Mm got to be a salesman tool. It's got to be app based. It's got to be phone based so that um, when a person is doing something or they get a bite, you know, it's immediately put in and then we know that if something pops up that we can work with that salesman on how to make, how to actually capture that account. But also it's the internal struggles of, you know, uh, Joe Schmo salesman sold to XYZ company seven years ago, you know, a hundred boxes and now XYZ company's doing a 500 person restack. Right. Right. Salesman's like, that's my account. And it's like, Mm -hmm. well, when's the last time you touched them? You know, right now now we have no way of doing that. But if he pulls up a CRM being like, I was talking to Scott from facilities the last three weeks, you know, he might've been talking about baseball or football, but at least he was talking to him. And I know we know like, yeah, I give, give the, give that lead to him because he is the one actually talking with the customer.
0: Yeah, and exactly. And that's why I asked too, is because if you are working, you know, as an account based company and have people who are account based on there, um, that'll give them the paper trail necessary to see like, you know, who have I been in touch with, who do I need to get in touch with and things like that. We, we're still working on it at the advanced group too. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's difficult. And especially too, when you're, you mentioned it before where you might have salespeople in different markets, um, who aren't necessarily communicating, not even every day, but, you know, every week, every month, um, and, in a large, uh, extent. Oh,
1: well, let's be, uh, you it's know, important. and be honest with you. You're a salesman. I didn't like to share anything that I was doing, you know, yeah, <laughs> uh, you know, yeah. I, I would collaborate and stuff like that. But if I had a, a juicy something, Oh yeah. you oh, know, yeah. I was, I was holding that. I might've told my boss, but right. for the most part, it's like, Hey, that's mine. I'm already, I've been working on that for a while. But you need to have the, right. you need to have the backup. You need to have the tracking. And for bringing in a new salesperson, it's like, all right, here, float through here. You know, obviously, these are all established customers that we've done work for in the past. But find out who hasn't done any. Find out who hasn't touched one of these guys in the last two years, and start going yeah. after them. Reintroduce the company. Reintroduce yourself
0: exactly exactly that's i mean that's low-hanging fruit a lot of times too right uh, because they know who they know what 3md is and now they now they just need to get to know you right um and that's pretty easy and then um you know obviously i know we've been a part of uh floma future leaders of oma we helped to establish that group and are coming up on our graduation and i'll be seeing you tomorrow when yeah.
1: do you get in tomorrow anyways tomorrow morning i get at 10 in the morning my flight leaves chicago uh, at seven <laughs>
0: Nice. Oh, nice. Good. So, yeah, you're here. So, yeah, I'll get early in yeah. early, too. But, you know, I know that's been very helpful to you and your growth. Um, and, I, and I know you've spoken about it um, on this podcast and elsewhere. But, you know, now that you've gotten to this position as president of 3MD and we're coming to the end of our, uh, you know, training and um Group as a whole I don't want to say that because I know the group's gonna stick around but as far as our training goes It's it's coming to an end. Um, you know how in retrospect How massive has that been for you to get to the position you're in and now now understand too. okay? I'm leading a company. I am a leader. Uh, you know, it's it's real and and how you're gonna approach that position
1: Yeah, the biggest thing that the groups taught me is a that you have to rely on others. Um, you, you can't be steering the ship by yourself. You know, you, um, you know, there's the eight of us in the group that, I mean, I think we constantly are bouncing ideas and questions off each other in slack, just trying to get, you know, another person's opinion of what's going on and what they would do. Um, you know, weekly, I have a couple of conversations on the phone with what what would you do in this situation? And then we talk about it and then you start thinking other stuff. Um, But, you know, I, at one point I was very, very naive. I didn't want to show too much of my, of my cards. You know, I kept myself pretty closed up, but I'd say in the last two years, it's come down to, all right. uh, I'm not an expert at accounting, but I have someone that's an expert at accounting. So I'm going to lean on that person tremendously to tell me, you know, where are we? Are the books correct? Blah, blah, blah. Um, working with my operations manager now where it's what's going on in the, what's going on with the men, what's going on with the trucks, what's going on with the warehouses, talking with dispatch, you know, and stop trying to figure out everything on my own because it's, it doesn't work that way, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's, you know, it's one of those things like great leaders have great people underneath them that support them. And the only way that I'm going to make this company successful is leaning on my entire team. Um, I can be the face of the company, I can help out, I can be the one that makes the final decision, but it's become more of a, a I've learned how to take the whole thing and figure out what's best for my company. Not not what's best for Pat O'Brien, what's best for the company. Um, because now it's the added pressure of, you know, payroll, benefits, making sure these people are working, you know, we, we can't have anybody that's not contributing.
0: Right. Absolutely. And you know there's the old saying, it takes a village. Right. Um, But uh, that, you know, and that is important, too. And part of running a a, a successful company and success can be it's a broad term. It can be defined a lot of different ways. But, um, you know, is is putting the people in the positions to succeed is how a leader runs a successful company, in my opinion. And obviously you know, people have to, uh, they have to do their jobs and, and get things done on their end. But in your position, you want to put them in the best position for success. And obviously that that looks a lot of different ways for a lot of different people within the company, you know, comparable from like account to the warehouse, you know, that that, that obviously looks a little different in terms of the tools and resources that you'll provide to each of those um, departments. But if you can put those people in that position to succeed and understand that as, as your role in the, as, as, as leadership, um, the, the company should do well. And, uh, you know, I think one of the things, too, that, that is beneficial to yourself and 3MD is you've been there, you know, 10 years. You know the company very well. It's a family-owned company to begin with. Um, so I think that's, uh, you know, that's another major benefit, too. I think that goes a long way in the moving industry as a whole when you have a lot of family-owned companies, because it feels like an extended family a lot of times. A lot of times, good family friends end up working for the company, you know, Mm -hmm. and then their children or offspring in in other ways work for the company. So um, it all makes sense. When you got there 10 years ago, uh, did you think you'd ever be in this position?
1: Uh, No, you know, it's it's one of those things I talked to my wife about, you know, 10 years ago, you know, I you know, I was in the bar, I was in the bar and restaurant industry for like 15 years. Um, and I, that's what I wanted to do. You know, I loved hospitality. Um, but then when I got married, you know, I was fine. The first kid was fine. As soon as my daughter Ella came, uh, my wife's like, okay, you working, you know, 95 hours a week, you know, getting home at five in the morning is not helping us at all. Um, you know, and, it, and I, I was, I was distanced, you know, it was, it was, I had to do stuff. And when I, so I, I went to my uncle who owned the company at the time. And I was like, Hey, what can I do? You know, I, I was like, I need to get out of this industry. And before that, you know, I'd worked at Joyce fires, moving and storage for about five years, you know, I was on the trucks, you know, I was on the street, did a little bit of project management for the most part. I was just a warehouse man, you know, I was a mover running small crews. So I had an idea of what moving was all about in my blood but uh i started as a project manager that's you know and i thought that was great you know p.m and jobs you know it was it was was fun give me give me a huge project i'll run it for three months i'll make it successful um but the problem was it's, it's a good problem is that i started getting noticed by uh other people in the industry um they wanted you know why can't you just be the salesman for this why can't you just do this so i gradually went into sales I succeeded at sales. Um, we had a problem here at the company, uh, so I became the vice president of sales, uh, and that's where the learning started to take over. Where I was like, I was like, what am I doing? I, you know, I know <laughs> I know how to run a bar staff, you know, and I know how to run servers in a kitchen, but it usually involves a lot of yelling and screaming, and right. and then walking out to the front of the house and having a smile on your face. <laughs> so I had to I had to switch my whole persona around a little bit but to, a long way of answering your question no I didn't I didn't think that this is where I'd end up um I love it I love the pressure I love the I love meeting everybody I love the relationships that I've built you know I remember going to my first OMA conference like the second year I was here in St. Louis there was 40 of us you know in a right. small room um you know, half of them, Doug wasn't even hired yet, and you know, it was like, you know, made, made some great friendships there. But you know, it's just seeing that process go up, my company go up, how I've how I've learned and thrived. It's it's been cool, you know. And now I have, I, I don't know what else I'd do. You know, that's the scary thing. I don't know. I may I'm like I know how to run a bar and I know how to run a moving <laughs> company. You know, two completely <laughs> opposite things and but you know i'm always scared of like you know i'm gonna lose what what happens if i go under i'm gonna lose all those friendships with all those guys you know like that's those my best friends now are a bunch of movers from around the country yeah
0: <laughs> ain't that the truth though and uh you know that that won't be an issue too you guys are doing <laughs> a good business there you guys have done a good job and you know you had the full support being you know one of those early oma members um It is. It's like a family. So, you know, you got people who are going to be helping you out and and doing what you need to do. And I'm sure that's a lot of, uh, that instills a lot of comfort and confidence, I'd imagine, is knowing that you have, you know, people in over whether it be Anthony or Amy or, you know, any of the number of people who uh, run their businesses and have excelled to a position where they might have started on the trucks or in sales and then have gone to their position. And that's, what, as president.
1: and that's what I thrive yeah. thrive for as president. You know, right, you name you name right. two heavy hitters there, you know, Anthony and Amy. You know, Anthony, who's the CEO and owner of your company, and Amy, who's the COO of Moose Solutions in Texas, you know, and I constantly am thinking like, all right, how do they do it? You know, what yeah. what, what would they do? And the beauty part is is they're a phone call away. You know, exactly. And, and they talk to you like you're normal. You know, there's yep. no there's no like, oh, why are you calling me? You know, it's like, yeah. sure. You know, if, if, or if they don't answer the phone, they'll shoot you a text. I'll call you back in 10 minutes. You know, it's, it, that's, that's what I love about it is if I have a question, I know someone else is going through it and I'm able to ask that question.
0: Absolutely, my man. And, and that's the great part about it. And, you know, I'm sure as it was in the, in the, in the bar and restaurant industry and as it was when you were a project manager and as it was when you were in sales, you're going to be a great president too, man. Yeah. I'm happy for you. Appreciate it. Uh, you know, I'm excited. See, I've, I've just been introduced to our world, you know, in the last three, four years. Um, but I, I love being a part of it. And, uh, you know, seeing everybody grow and excel and doing it together is, is the best part. And we got this podcast to, you know, document it all out too. so that so that's great as well. So I appreciate you coming on, Pat. Um looking forward to continued growth and I'll and I'll see you uh tomorrow. I'll see you in the morning, Jack. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Travel safe, brother. All right. All right, thank you. Yep. Thanks everybody for listening. We'll see you next time.